0: Hi, and welcome to the podcast. This is Sean Smith, your host, and with me today I have Dan Mordor, a friend for many years, and a brother, and we've ministered together and shared lots together, and uh, I really felt it, was, uh, it would be a real blessing to have him on and come and share with you today some of his perspective. Good day, Dan. Hiya, Sean. Great to be with you. Thank you so much, man. Welcome. Uh, Dan, tell us a bit before we get into into some of the discussion. Tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are and where you're from and what do you do?
1: Cool, no problems. Um, so I'm from the UK, so I know you've got a global audience. So I'm from sunny England. Um, I live just south of London in a place called Kent, which is between London and, and the coast of Dover the port of Dover. Um, I get involved in lots of things, so I'll give you a quick bit of background yes, for those, yes. that, for those that, that, that are sort of listed on a wider basis. Basically, um, my main role is I'm the CEO of a digital creative agency based in the UK called Wonderful, and we help to build brands and grow businesses Um, So we do a lot of work in the area of technology, in strategic branding and business growth, um, a lot of digital marketing, uh, a lot of analytics and reporting, and effectively building a a whole plan and strategy for clients to grow. That's my day job. Um, Also privileged to serve on the eldership team of a church in Maidstone. So just help serve the church and the body of Christ at large. I do a lot of leadership training as well with other church leaders, community leaders, business leaders, and uh, yeah, I love getting into the whole area of leadership and really helping to equip and empower people. Um, Alongside Wonderful, we run a a small charity called the Wonderful Foundation, which is where we use our time and our skills and our finances to empower community leaders and social entrepreneurs. So that takes a bit of time. also had the privilege of being able to establish a school, a primary school um, in the UK. And I sit as a trustee of the school. And my wife is the vice chair of governors. So we're, we're, we're involved in the school a lot. Um, got two young kids. That's, I think that's one of my main roles. I don't <laughs> think I know. Main role is to be a husband and a father, that's for sure. If you can't do it at home, you can't do it in public. So, yeah, I've got two boys, Asher and Joel. We're nine and seven, and I've got an amazing wife called Claire who supports me in, in all the things that we do. So, yeah, I get involved in, in leadership in a, in a few different areas.
0: Wow. Well, no wonder it's so hard to get you nailed down to an interview. <laughs> That's
1: why I've got no hair. I thought the Lord promised me fruitfulness. So I started this journey. I've got no hair. You
0: know, he didn't say you'd flourish on top, you'd you. No. <laughs> yeah that 's true that 's true uh, that 's great well you 're a busy guy um, but that 's exactly why i I really felt like it would be um, a, such a blessing to to the audience to actually get to know you and and hear some of your perspective because not only do you juggle so many uh, areas of responsibility but you do it with a with a specific mindset with a specific objective that 's what I do know and um, so Dan, you know, uh, when it comes to business, I mean, f- first off, you're doing business. You're involved in school. You're involved in charity work, and all of this. Um, how does how does um, all your responsibility and kingdom specifically, uh, you know, tie into those two or into yeah, all think, of them?
1: I think that's that's a good question and a challenging question because I think that first and foremost, you know, as as, as a son of God that's the place you've got to start from in my opinion you always work from identity outwards so I think in whichever environment I find myself in and if whatever type of leaders I'm talking to whether they're CEOs of global companies or or a, or a charity leader that who you are and who they are as sons and daughters of God is the most important thing and that's that's the, the foundation and starting point for all leadership in, in my in my opinion, in my perspective. You know, and what I love is is obviously with everything you do, you model yourself on Christ and and, and when he walked on this earth as Jesus, you you see that the first part of his journey of leadership was validation from Father God. Yeah, and the first part of his of, of his public ministry came out of the identity that Father God spoke, not only to him, but to the whole world. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. You know, and that identity gave him a mandate straight away. And that gave him a message, you know, and I think for me, you know, in every sphere of leadership I'm involved with, knowing who I am and knowing whose I am enables me to put the kingdom first. You know, and I think the whole understanding of the kingdom is unpacked from that place. Yeah. Um, No. And that's been through the good times and the bad times. It's, it's easy to talk about the good times and the times that God has given, you know, given us incredible favor and influence and and and, and breakthrough, and those are the exciting things. But when you go through the tough times, you always fall back on the rock and you fall back on the identity yes. of who you are and whose you are. And I think that's been some of the foundation for how I've tried to live out my leadership journey, particularly in business, because when you're talking about the kingdom and you're talking about the kingdom in business. Sometimes you're talking about two fundamentally different things, yes. you know, the kingdom of God and the way that the world operates. And they're very, very different things. So when you're trying to implement a, a standard of the kingdom and the principles of the kingdom and the, the precepts and the practices of the kingdom yeah. in an environment which is conducive to that yeah. you know when you talk about the kingdom you say you know better is it to give you know to, to be a blessing and to be blessed and to give yeah. and to receive yeah. that's not what the world is about yeah. you know the world's not about sowing and reaping it's about reaping and reaping so you know we, we we you know when you're trying to really bring the fundamentals of the kingdom into it your identity gets tested all the time yes. your resolve gets tested all the time and i could talk for hours and hours about sort of stories where I've been confronted directly with, am I going to follow the ways of Christ or am I going to follow the ways of the world? And particularly when the ways of the world seem to have quicker and more meaningful benefits straight away. In other words, a bigger contract. You know, I've been asked to take on contracts that I know would contravene my kingdom values, that would cut across my kingdom values. But when someone's putting a six-figure sum in front of you, you, have, you need to stand up for what you really believe.
0: Right. You know? exactly.
1: And when, when you, that, that scripture, you know, that, that we all know and we all preach you know, that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Mm. It's not money, it's the love of it. It's the love right. of mammon. And and, and you, when you get conf- directed, confronted with it, confronted directly with it even, yes. then you know what your values really are. Right. You know, yeah. you know, when, and, the, and the scriptures speak clearly about the areas of persecution, you know, when I've had staff members directly lie and directly um, try and, uh, you know, speak against my name and everyone knows it's a lie, yes. but you've got to stand and say blessed when you're persecuted for my name's sake. Yep. Yep. You, know, you know, I, I just love yes. the way that the kingdom becomes an absolute reality in my business leadership. Yes. Yeah.
0: And, and uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's true, you know, it has to be something that's applicable implementable something that you live rather than than you go to church for i mean it's it's something that's part of everyday life and that that's really my next question to you is is do you feel that that business and, and kingdom leadership specifically we are talking kingdom leadership but but just as far as being a kingdom leaders concerned and and going into business do you think and do you feel it's it's a relevant place today in society I mean if we're talking to young guys coming up and, uh, and uh, young entrepreneurs and business guys coming in you know and oftentimes there's this this separation you know nearly like you know kingdom is church one side and work is the other side so we're always trying to become full-time ministers because we think we can escape the business world uh, do you think there's still relevance to to being in the
1: business world? Oh for sure. hundred percent. I mean I think that that secular sacred divide mindset and that that sense of the church is holy when you come into the building and everything else outside of it is, is unholy and that spiritual and temporal mindset and those 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 mindsets that just They've held people back in bondage for so long mm-hmm. and from being who we are as a son of God. And I love the fact, as I said earlier on, that we, 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 we follow Jesus Christ and we follow his example on this earth and we, follow his, and we follow his lordship in eternity now. But when he was on earth, what did he do? He mixed it in the marketplace. Yeah. You know, his, his mandate was to take the gospel into the nation was to take the good news of the goodness of god and the fullness of god and the kingdom of god into the nation you know it it was it was absent i love the way he touched different people groups different areas of society different positions and hierarchies and titles and he, he he bought the kingdom which was the leveler he bought a whole new way of thinking and a whole new domain and then ultimately the cross was the way in which to to see the fulfillment and I, and i love that and i and i think that you know the, all through the Old Testament and the New Testament, you see how God takes his sons and daughters and positions them in places of influence, in places of leadership, in places of, of, of power to reflect his glory, to reflect his goodness. Right. Now, if that, that to me is good news.
0: Absolutely. If
1: that to me is the gospel. Yes. It's good news that we're redeemed, we're saved, we're sanctified by the blood of Jesus, and we're given a mandate to take that good news into the world. Right. You know, and, the, and, and the, 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 the Great Commission is the obvious, the obvious uh, example of this as well. And Jesus said, go and make disciples of all ethnos, of all people groups. Yes. Go and teach all people groups who I am yes. and I'll be with you. It was nothing to do with turning up into a building on a Sunday and that was your sum total Christianity. Yeah. Uh, do I believe we should fellowship together? Yes, I do. Right. Do I believe that, that the church is the family of God and the household of God? Yes, I do. Yeah. But do I believe that it's a higher calling to live your leadership out in church? And it's a second-rate calling to live your leadership out in the marketplace? No, I don't. Right. You know, I, And I think as sons and daughters of God, he puts dreams and desires and gifts and ideas and inspiration and creativity into each and every one of us. Yes. Whether we're a teacher, whether we're uh, an electrician, a builder, an architect, whatever God calls us to do, and B, it's what he's placed in us because we're his children. Exactly. And the gifts inside of us are because our Father, who knows us, has taught us that. Yes. Um, it's funny, just as a side story, I I'm going through Psalm one three nine with my with my two boys yes. and they're learning a new verse every morning and we just chat through it and stuff and we were just looking at it tonight, we we're just sitting on the bed about an hour ago. I was sitting with the boys and I said, Boys, what does this mean? And they looked at me, this seven year old looked at me and said, Dad, whatever I do, wherever I go, I know that God is with me. Yes. You know, and I think that's such a basic but fundamental truth that sometimes we lose we feel like we go to work on a monday and we're just scraping through the week so we can get to church on a sunday
0: yeah that's
1: not that's not the reality of the kingdom Yeah, Jesus didn't come to bring a gospel that was applicable for two hours a week
0: yeah exactly right exactly right and that's the challenge you know is, is to to actually begin to uh in part to this generation or and, and to the church at, at, at large is that how relevant um, society how relevant the whole um, you know business realm is to their leadership you know is that to live it every day out there um, what would you say are are the biggest challenges I think to to the church's mentality and the church's application in getting in becoming relevant or not, not you know be, when we use the word relevant it's like um, apostrophes is <laughs> like the, the, there's this uh, thing that people think that you've got to become like the world to be relevant to the world you know so what would you say are the are the challenges to to actually being and um, being the the church and being the kingdom into the um, into the marketplace
1: yeah i, I mean i think this uh, from my perspective i suppose because I sit as a leader in the church environment, um, you know, and I help to lead within our church family, Church of the Nations, I help to lead, you know, within with, with our groups of churches within that, yes. as well as obviously being in business leadership. Yes. I think I see the, the challenge that church leaders face where... where you know, you've got the the infrastructure of the church. You know, you've got small groups and ministries and Sundays and you know outreach and mercy ministries, and that that takes that takes volunteers. That takes that takes finance. That takes effort. You yeah. know, so a church family, as in every family, has you know you've got to put effort in. You've got to put effort in to make your family work, right. and everyone's got to contribute. You know, and every you know when you come round to our house. Everyone lays a table and helps make the dinner and, and clear up afterwards. That's just what family is about. Right. So I believe that a church, if it operates in, in that principle and that mindset, is a healthy place. Yes. Having said that, if that's the only place that a minister is interested in or a church that is interested in is you serving on a Sunday, I don't believe that's the fullness of the gospel. Yes. You know? I believe that we're called to be family and to reflect the heart of God into into the ethnos, the people who's called us. And I think that's a challenge sometimes for, for, for us as church leaders to sort of be able to, to almost do both. So we're good at preaching the message on a Sunday and getting people excited about the worship. But when it comes to actually releasing them in their gifts and releasing people into what God has for them, that's a bigger challenge. And, but I think that's also why, you know, empowering business leaders and kingdom leaders to, to get involved more in people's lives and mentor the next generation to, to share their skills and gifts. Yes. You know, we've all got something to bring to the table, and I think that's hugely important. And absolutely. obviously, I mean, you know me, but for me personally, being able to equip and empower the next generation of leaders with a kingdom mindset yes. is absolutely yes. vital. Yes. So they understand the, the, the power and purpose of the church and who they are as Ecclesia. Yes. Um, and Ecclesiology in all of this is hugely important to yes. so understand who we are, what the role of the global church is and what the role of the local church is. is hugely important. Yes. But I think that, you know, particularly in certain nations and certain environments, the church has become the center and the focal point, the churches and the building and the ministries and all of that have become the focal point. And yeah. anyone that's not involved in that can almost feel like they're on the outside or they're second-class citizens.
0: Right,
1: right. You know, and from the very nature of God, you know that's not true. Yes. And so I think there needs to be a balance that's readdressed right. amongst us as leaders. Because right. the one thing I also know is that the next generation, particularly in Western society, you know, in societies that I generally move in, Yes. The next generation guys, they think differently. They think tech first. They think mobile first. Their primary form of communication is is over Snapchat and Instagram and, and over different channels. And they don't think in a way that even when I grew up, that I used to think, you know. And so there's a fundamental shift in the way that they they think and behave and they from a from a leadership perspective, we have to teach them kingdom leadership, because it might from my experience, and i don't speak on behalf of obviously anyone else but other than my experience, but it seems to me that less and less younger folk are interested in that traditional church leadership, yes. but they're more interested in kingdom leadership right. they' being able to live out who they are in the areas that God has called them to be Yes.
0: Well, and I mean you work in this in this domain. I mean, that's your business, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, and I suppose yeah, just to clarify so what I do as a day job is I do a lot of work in the digital technology area web technology and so we do a lot of work at working with um, fast-growth companies and helping them to Know how to engage and interact with their audiences to know how to provide good content to their audiences to use technology in the right way, and the appropriate way. So, yeah, I mean, I do this stuff as a day job, all day, every day. So when I talk about how the next generation engage, um, I talk in both in terms of Christians, but also in terms of just how the world looks and how the world works. Well, um, that's it, yeah. it's shifting quickly. It's shifting very, very quickly. Yes.
0: So, I mean, that that's, that's really, I mean, that's a int- very interesting point because it seems like there's so much... Misunderstanding misconception that 's being communicated within the context of the church world regarding technology i mean what what do you see as the trends and and what what, what is relevant to the to today 's leader that actually wants to impact um, into into the ethnos or into society into the community into their business world um, what what is it that they need to you know, what? If, what is the trends? What do they need to know? Uh, what should they be focusing on? Should they be focusing on anything different?
1: Well, I think, you know, the, 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 the most obvious statement is that we're sort of sitting here right now in different parts of the world, talking to each other as if we're in the same room and talking to people over this podcast that are going to be all over the world. Yes. There's technology being used to advance the kingdom of God. Right right there, and this is just an isolated example. I think we live, and again, this is again a really obvious statement to make, but we live in um, an age where we can reach the most amount of people, the quickest, that we've ever been able to. And technology is the most incredible enabler that I believe we've ever had on the face of this earth. I don't believe that technology in itself changes anything. Yes. It enables change to happen. So, you know, and again, I could talk to you for hours about stories about how that works, but yes. we've got an opportunity to reach a generation through technology that we would not be able to reach if we didn't have it, yeah. you know. And, you know, the amount of stories and conversations I have with, with younger leaders and just young people in general yes. about how the positive ways of using it and the negative ways of using it Because whenever something's established, the enemy always wants to have his footprint, right? Right. So I think there's absolutely a, um, you know, the technology has to be there for the kingdom of God. It's not technology for technology's sake. Right. Right. I think that's where sometimes we get it wrong is we think we've got to become the tech church or the tech leader and the core leader. But, you know, we're never going to, I always say as leaders, you're never going to be as cool as the world. Don't try it. Just try and be more like Jesus. that's ultimately all that matters so don't try and be like the next cool guy try and be more like christ and use technology in a way that's appropriate for you but there's so many ways that technology i mean we could talk for hours on just how technology can empower and enable kingdom leaders Yes. In their yes. own mission, in their own ministry, in their own business, across their congregations, across their businesses, to reach out to the world, I mean we could just we could just unpack this topic for hours. Yes. so I think technology is an amazing enabler yes. of a kingdom vision or a kingdom mandate yes. um, and that 's what we do with companies. We go in there to deliver change into that business and we use the relevant technology in a relevant way to be part of that change process.
0: Yes. Oh simple. I mean that's that, that, yeah that, that is so powerful. I, I, I mean I remember us talking about that when when I was still in England and and uh, you mentioned that and I thought you know that that's exactly true. It's it's like um, uh, in fact I think we were talking about it the other day and uh, somebody messaged me and said Sean you know don't stop doing this because uh, the people around me at college at um, uh, you know where I work et etc. They're all on their phones. They're constantly are busy with, um, with whatever's online, you know, <laughs> they are listening to, to stuff, they're watching stuff. And, and so he said, don't stop because you, you're talking to people where they are. And it's definitely, you know, I, I, I just think sometimes the, the, the leaders, um, today, specifically in the church world are a little bit behind this whole process. Um, they a little bit stuck in the Jurassic park of, of things. And, not staying relevant because they think it's unsanctified kind of thing, you know?
1: Yeah. And I think that comes down to that. That that can often come down to that sacred secular divide, you know? And I think that, you know, it's, it's also a challenge, which I I do appreciate is that things move so quickly in the area of technology. You know, you you know, the amount of good, we employ many staff members just keep up to date and implement what is latest and what is relevant so I'm obviously coming from the perspective of delivering this stuff all day every day now I really I do also appreciate your average church leader you know or or community leader is is um is not in the same environment that I'm in but the key thing we've got to understand and is and, and in a way that Jesus understood it so well was how to deliver the right communication to the right audience yes and that's what Jesus got right every single time because he was in tune with the Father.
0: Yeah.
1: So he knew not just what, but how the Father was calling him to communicate. Sometimes yes. it was through miracles. Sometimes it was through prayer. Sometimes it was through talking. Sometimes it was through serving. You know, Jesus knew not only the message, but the method of communication as well. Right. And I think that that's something that as kingdom leaders, we've really got to ask God, okay, not only what is the message, but what's the method? Yes. and be open for change you know it doesn't all mean we're going to be fantastic at tech and use it in a way that you use it and do some amazing stuff over facebook with the lives and in your groups and and, and on the podcast obviously not everyone can do that but you know if we want to reach a generation we want to reach a, a po- particularly western society a lot of western societies the uk we're a post-christian nation now Yes. Which means we're now working with the next generation or the first generation that don't grow up with those Judeo Christian values that we grew up yes. you with. Know, I was talking to a young guy at work the other day, and um, he said to me, So, what even happens at church? What's church all about? <laughs> no concept. Yeah. No concept that there's going to be a message, there's going to be worship, there's going to be some prayer. No concept. Yeah. You yeah. Know, and So, we're talking now to a post Christian generation. And I think when we're. When we're um, when we're working with younger leaders and raising up, you know, younger, younger, whether they're entrepreneurs or or whatever environment the leadership's in, at the end of the day, technology is going to be part of that conversation for them. Yeah, it has to be. We can't ignore it. Yeah. We just have to learn how to facilitate that conversation. Right, and that's where I really believe that the you know, the gift ministries within the body of Christ are wider than just the. Just the traditional ministries. I really believe there's opportunity yeah. for those wider gifts to be, to be lived out yeah. in today's world. You know, those guys that are strategic thinkers, guys that are good at business, guys. We're not talking about bringing worldly ideas into the kingdom. We're talking about empowering the kingdom of God within people.
0: Yes, exactly. You know? yeah. And I
1: think that to me is such a defining line. You know, the Bible, the scriptures clearly say that the kingdom of God is within you. Yes. It's the rule and reign of God within you yes. that bears fruit on the outside. And sometimes we try and put things on people, you know, we try and make them what they're not or try and tell them things that they're not. Yes. And, you know, that's not the heart of God at all.
0: Exactly. You
1: know, and, I, and I think that's sometimes the difference between kingdom leadership and, and church leadership. You know, ch- sometimes you want conformity, but kingdom leadership is not about conformity. It's about raising and releasing. Yes. Don't get me started on that topic. That's a whole different thing. <laughs>
0: well, you know, that, I'm just sitting here thinking now to myself. You know, there's so many questions I want to ask. Um, that uh, just to draw it out of you and just bring out some of this, this, the practicalities of of what you have. I mean, how long have you been in business now,
1: then? Well, I mean, this, so Wonderful has been going since 2010, 2011. So, this is Wonderful Creative Agency UK. Yeah, this is Wonderful Creative Agency. Before that, I ran a consultancy for five year, five years. Yes, yeah, yes. five years. So, I ran a consultancy for five years, and from 2005, 2006, 2010. And then before that, I was uh, head of sales for a digital technology company um, with, a, with, a, with another Christian guy. You disappeared for a little bit, so
0: just pick up from 2010. Sorry.
1: Oh, sorry. Yeah. So before before I ran the consultancy, yeah, um, I was the head of sales and marketing for another technology company. Okay. So I've actually been involved in tech since 2002,
0: 2003.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah, a long time.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. I'm,
1: I'm aging myself now. <laughs> so, We're giving it away. Uh, giving it away. <laughs> <laughs> so, Yeah. So you know, I, I think. But I've had my own company since two thousand and five. Okay. Wow. Whether that's the consultancy or the agency.
0: And 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 since when and you've been in, in, in senior leadership within the context of the church. So in a governmental position being an elder, um and, and since when is that?
1: I also think since two thousand and five. Oh right. I got married in two thousand okay. and four. Okay. um yeah, December two thousand and four I got married. Now I'm having to rewind the years. Yes. And then um yeah, we got. Re- in fact, it was. It was the same year. The same year I started my first company. Yeah. I yeah. got released onto the eldership of 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 the of the church as well. Yeah. So literally, since I've been in ministry, I've been in business. I've had a dual. I've had a dual sort of journey the whole way through. Wow! Wow! And that's been so. It's been such a blessing. Um, because whenever I'm working with leadership teams in whichever environment, yes. I can I can bring. Both of those perspectives, I can bring the kingdom perspective in terms of what this looks like in a real world, yes. but also understand the the pain points and the practicalities of, of church leadership. Um, but you know, I'm hugely passionate about seeing kingdom leadership established in a very practical way, and obviously, that's something we've tried to do in within wonderful in in various ways. Yes.
0: Okay. Well, I, you know, I want to explore some more of this um, maybe in the future. Um, because there's so much, there's so much depth and so much richness to to what you're sharing with us, and, uh, and I'm sure it's going to be an absolute um, blessing and definitely opening uh, some insights to change some perspectives of of some people listening. So, if, before we depart <laughs> for this for this episode, then um, if you could if you could leave one key with somebody right now, one one. Bit
1: of advice, what would that be? Wow, that's a big question. Um, I suppose just as an initial response, and the thing that I always come back to in my own life is knowing your identity as a son of God. You know, not placing yourself as second best because you're not in a particular type of leadership, you're not a church leader or a home group leader or a ministry leader, but wherever God has called you to be. Yes, First yes. and foremost, always go back to whose you are and who you are. And yes. from that place, build out your kingdom leadership because yes. your identity is what, is what brings the mandate is what brings a message. It's what brings the confidence. You know, I, I love that scripture. that says in the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence yes, you know, when you walk in the, in, in, in the, in the absolute humility of knowing how big God is yes. and how, Bigger journey he's in um just a bigger destiny he's called us to live you could be confident because you know that you've got the biggest person on your side that is backing you a hundred percent of the way and i've been in so many different environments where i've stood there and thought god i've only got you right now i'm your son you're my father and we're going to do this thing and he's (laughs) never let me down yeah. He's never let me down. I've always come through, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So I think just to encourage people out there, you know, just get back to the scriptures. You keep, you keep speaking the word and putting the word into your life, and it will bear fruit, and your leadership will bear kingdom-lasting fruit.
0: Amen. Awesome. That is powerful. I mean, that that is like on the same page as what I'm talking about all the time. So that is so powerful. Thank you very much, Steve. Um, Steve Dan. Dan, I appreciate your time and, and thank you for being with us today and sharing your heart with us. And uh, I know this is just you know, this is so relevant to the moment, to the season within the nations. I was just sharing earlier today is that, you know, there's so much ha- change happening globally right now in society, in nationally, politically, economically, you know, and the, the stability is going to be uh People becoming kingdom leaders, standing for something and uh, keep imparting that into where they are so that the change gets direction rather than this anywhere anything goes kind of stuff. So
1: Absolutely right. Absolutely. Well, it was great to be with you, Sean. Really appreciate it.
0: Uh, thanks, man. And uh, I hope we talk soon again.
1: I know, you have li- you seem to have lined me up for future ones. Sure I've, I've I sort of subtly, subtly dropped. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't so subtle, but I, I'm with you. No, I be a privilege.
0: <laughs> awesome stuff. Thanks very much, Dan. God bless you, man. Thanks, Sean. Okay. So thank you for listening and being in on this uh, great interview with a leader for... Um, for the kingdom of God, and um, hey, send us your send us your um, questions. Pop us a message. Uh, let us know some comments and uh, pass it on. Let people uh, you know share it so others can get in on um, what God is doing in this time and and to encourage others. Um, it's really great to be with you. And listen, uh, pop on to our website www. Kingdom um, kingdomleadershipequipping.com and pick up blogs and, um, and uh, other uh, resources there. And what else is there? <laughs> Stay tuned. Hey give us a on, on um, Apple. Give us a, um, a review. It will um, help us to spread the word a little further. So thank you for being with us. until next time. this is Sean. We'll talk to you soon.